You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bengals fans are amazing. They're resilient, they're tough, but they're fun. And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet a lot, a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life. He was he was football 24-7, and that was the greatest part of, of Chad. Times at times the uh, early Part, I would tell him when we were throwing deep passes, I said, don't wait too long, you know, because I'm going to get away. You ain't going to have the arm to get there. So, you know, I want to run to the ball, you know. Well, Duke, it looks like Duke's in the waiting room. I don't want to keep Duke waiting. He gave us uh, a very limited amount of time. I know he's a busy, busy man. Duke, what's going on, big dog? How you doing, buddy? Jim, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey. I'm real busy. I'm sitting on my porch. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> Have a little drink going on there. You know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life, and I would think he will be a steady hand at the at the, at the bow of the ship. And uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take him all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. Hey, not on the screen right now. Jamie couldn't make it this evening. And James and the family drove up to Illinois, Tom, I think, to watch Q's play Illinois. I assume it's some basketball. They are, they are in Champaign right now. So uh, after you're done watching us, uh, tune in Syracuse at Illinois and, and look for James. Find, he's kind of like, where's Waldo? Look for James. He'll be wearing hey. orange. We'll be the only one in that place. Well, everybody's wearing orange in Illinois, right? So I forgot about their colors. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We got Tony in uh, for the whole show tonight, not just uh, making a difference with Tony the Tiger. He's going to be on with us all night. So we got a lot of stuff to get to, guys. We got Drew Christman here at 8.05, uh, making a difference with Tony the Tiger at 8.25, around 8.30-ish. We're going to talk some Tennessee and Kansas City. And we got, guys, we have some major, major news about the tailgate this Sunday. So you're going to stay tuned for that. Uh, and let's just kick it off right here on this date in Bengal history, Tom. I, I love the history stuff. I need to start bringing these videos back. But um, November 29th, 1970, the Bengals' first year in the NFL went from the AFL to the NFL. They absolutely had an awful start to the season. But at that point, November 29th, 1970, they won their fourth straight game, beating the uh, the Saints 26-6 to uh, for a three-way tie in the AFC Central. So what happened the rest of that year, Tom? They kept on winning until they they never lost uh, till the end end of the regular season and they got into the playoffs and uh, after winning seven straight they you know they thought they were invincible they ended up going to Baltimore and playing Johnny U and things didn't work out quite as well but uh, in the middle right there they I mean that I really wish I had been you know able to have watched that team uh, no Virgil Carter was the quarterback that year good yep. good guess Augie uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, it just all kinds of funny things were happening. They were just Paul Brown was was throwing. They were doing triple reverses, you know, his famous triple pass, and ever everything that last half of the season worked. They went on an incredible winning streak. They had a very good defensive team that year, and uh, they were a lot of fun to watch and and loved playing with each other. 
Uh, they had to bring in Virgil Carter uh, as a veteran after Greg Cook got hurt. So that's a, you know, good guess, Augie. But uh, yeah, it was in the midst of, of a magnificent run on the way to become the first AFC Central champion team. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Tony, did you know that? I did not know that. I do now, though. <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, real quick, show some pictures here. Just putting a, a link in the uh, chat area for everybody as well. I'm, tr- I'm going to do my best to keep up with. We have dozens and dozens of pictures in here. But uh, we partnered with Bold Stripes, the Napa Valley Wine. And I put posted some stuff on social media yesterday. But, guys, this thing, um, th- these wine bottles are just classic, man. Uh, we got three wine bottles here. All, if you read the back of these wine bottles, uh, all basically um, talking about the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. That, that the actual wine box itself, which I have over here to my right, uh, has an engraved Paul Brown uh, signature on it, a helmet. It's badass. And, and uh, they're giving you guys a 15% discount in the chat area. There's a link. If you type in Bengal Gym, it's fifteen percent off any order. If you're not, if you're not, even if you're not part of their their wine uh, package people or something like that, their member wine package member. So fifteen percent off uh, all all uh, wines that you order with that that promo code. And we're going to have a bunch of bottles of wine down at the tailgate too for taste taste tasting as well. So um, make sure you get down to the tailgate. We'll talk about uh, a lot more details around the tailgate later on as well. Um, let me check on Drew. He said 805. I want to make sure that uh, he's good. Hey, that uh, wine package, that'd be a great idea for the holidays coming up as well. You know what? That, great Christmas presents. And as a collector, you're going to want to get these damn things because these aren't going to be around forever, man. Um, so I'm just texting Drew right now, let him know that we're ready to go. I want to make sure his link is working. I will uh, I will split the cost of that if I can just keep the box from somebody. <laughs> somebody else can keep the wine. That is box is incredible. That's right, Tom. Uh, while we're waiting on Drew, let's do a couple more quick things uh, to hit hit you guys with, uh, if I can find them. Uh, and by the way, uh, this is James again. He's just not going to be here. Uh, this James is in Illinois. Uh, let's find. Oh yeah, um, this varsity cooler package here. Uh, <laughs> this varsity uh, cooler is just awesome. Uh, the inside of it, the lining is uh, a three-way and footballs, and uh, it's uh, it's a really cool thing. So I'm also going to put, if you guys want to take a shot at that, uh, there's a promo code BengalGym13. If you guys uh, want to order one of those, uh, there's only they're only making 500 of those. The, the company that's making them is out of Buffalo. Uh, the only two the only two ones that they're doing are Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. So very cool. Um, you got uh, Buffalo and Cincinnati coming together again like we did uh, a few years back, if you remember, uh, us putting the Bills into the playoffs. But, again, that's the varsity cooler. Very cool. Uh, go check that out. Uh, and if you want to grab one of those, uh, uh, I think it's 10% off with Bengal Gym 13 is the promo code. So, okay. Uh, Tom, let's hit a little bit on – you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about the Tennessee game for a minute before, as we wait for Drew to come on. I'll tell you what, before we talk about the game, let me ask you and Tony something. Because you made the trip and you were down there. How, how cool are the opposing fans there? I hear nothing but rave reviews about the people in Nashville. I mean, certainly they they, they root for their team. But, uh, you know, good people to hang out with before and after the game. You know, good sports about things. Or is it like uh, a, a city we share in, in northeast Ohio and uh, uh, where, where the Ohio River forms? Tony? Me, me personally, uh, Nashville is great. They were welcoming. Uh, it was a good time. Um, of course, you know, Nash Vegas is, uh, you know, very popular with all the, the clubs and uh, bars and everything. I didn't have any issues. Um, a lot of Bengal fans, though, I could tell you that. There was a lot of black and orange around that city for sure. Um, and then at the game itself, again, no issues, no problems. People were talkative. Um, you know, everyone's liking Burrow and where we're going. And, um, there was one character that we liked um, that where we were sitting. Um, it was funny. He was our entertainment for uh, most of the game. But uh, um, other other than that, we had no issues. At least I didn't. Yep. Hey, real quick before I make my comment on Tennessee, I also forgot I was. I had Mark on my sheet here. Mark's not feeling great tonight, so we're not going to have an on the Mark segment here. Mark, uh, I know you and uh, Brooklyn were not feeling well, so get better, buddy. We love you. Uh, we need you better for Sunday, man. We got a lot of we got a lot of work to do uh, a Sunday to get set up. 
Um, my take on Nashville, I've been down there many, many times. I have family down in Brentwood, and my dad lives in uh, Hendersonville. I've never had a problem with anybody in Tennessee. Uh, now, again, uh, there, it all depends on who you sit around. Uh, there's a little jabbing going back and forth, but I've never had a problem with Tennessee ever. Uh, it was it was funny. The couple we were sitting next to, it was a little cooler in Nashville than it normally is. And uh, you would have thought it was 20 below zero. Uh, the couple sitting next to us, they were just freezing. <laughs> I'm like, we just came from Pittsburgh the week before, and it was brutally cold. Uh, so they just don't know what real cold is. But, again, they, they were all good people. We didn't have any problems with them. Uh, you know, Tom, I, I put them in the top ten of friendliest fans. Uh, not not top five, but definitely top ten in my opinion. I would agree. You got to get down there next time, Tom. Just saying. We'll, we'll get down there. I, I'm still just, looking for that video James was supposed to take of you two-stepping. But uh, – um, yeah, that, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I just got a text. James was two-stepping. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, had, we had a late night down on Broadway uh, Friday night and a little recovery Saturday as we watched the Ohio State game a little bit. But uh, uh, great time. Uh, Drew just texted. Said he's uh, putting, the, putting the kid to bed. Uh, so he's he's uh, being daddy right now. So he's just now signing, and I see him in here. So we'll, we'll give him a couple minutes to get settled in uh, at his laptop here, and then we'll we'll get ready to go with Drew. And, and everybody that's watching right now, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, obviously James not here and Jamie not here, type in as many questions as you can. I promise you I will try to get to as many as I can. We got Drew for about 20 minutes, uh, and he's, he's taking time out of his evening with his family uh, to kind of be with us uh, tonight. So let's go ahead and bring him on. Uh, Cincinnati's own LaSalle High School grant, Ohio State, Drew Christner. What's up, big dog? How you doing, buddy? How we doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. You get the kid to bed? What, you have to feed him? What? Uh, mama's on that right now. Uh, okay. Gave her a bath, and uh, sometimes she goes down better than others, but uh, mama's being mama's being a great mom and uh, let me do this. So uh, happy to be All here. Right. All right, brother. We, 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 it means a lot you being with us, man. We got a ton of folks watching, and man, uh, we're happy as hell. Uh, and congratulations again on on you know getting that starting punting duty and being patient for a year and a half here. And and uh, so we'll we'll fire a couple fun things out here for you. We'll start off with some simple stuff, Drew. Help me understand this picture right here. Um, so what? how old were you? Where was this at? What position did you play? <laughs> uh, so that would have been, gosh, what age? That's middle school. Maybe sixth grade Drew right there at uh, Greendale Middle School, right across the street from where I went to grade school at uh, St. Lawrence. That's uh, where we. That's where I played football there. And what position? I mean, everything. Uh, I was probably a quarterback linebacker, punter, kicker, kickoff return. I probably didn't come off the field those years. So um, I was pretty out of breath most games and a lot different situation than I'm at now. So, And it's really cool to see with the orange and black on the Bengals across the front of the chest. It was it was destiny, brother, you come back uh, and put on that uniform for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, man, here's what's here's what's crazy, uh, everybody. So I, I watched a lot of games. So I've, I've talked to Drew's like youth coaches, his high school coaches, his special team coaches uh, the last few days. We've got some great videos. I'm going to play a couple of these things. Uh, but I do want to talk about, uh, man, you play a lot of different positions even in high school. You kicked off. Uh, I remember watching. I was at the game. I live right down the street from LaSalle High School. I remember being at the Colerain LaSalle game. I don't know if it was 16, 17, whatever it was. Uh, your field goal kicker got hurt, and you came in and kicked the game-winning field goal. Uh, do you remember that? Uh, yeah. uh, probably yeah, memories, certainly. Yeah. Looks like we're having a little connection issue, Drew. Hold on one second. I'll tell you what, we're going to put you in the waiting room here. I'll text you real quick. Hold on. Am I there? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you now. Yeah, so, sorry. That's yeah, okay. So that would have been. Uh, so that would have been my senior year when I got thrust into the kicking duties there. My best friend, Nick Veit, shout out to him. Um, he uh, unfortunately got hurt celebrating his first field goal his senior year, and I, I had to take over the take over the kicking duties the rest of the way. And, uh, yeah, Coleraine, that was certainly one of one of the fondest memories of at least my high school career. And, uh, yeah, it was probably my best kick I've ever hit in my life. Um uh, I think that might have been one of the last field goals I made that year. Um, uh, certainly, I was good on extra points, field goals the rest of the way. But I hit that one. That was one that mattered, and uh, it, was, it was great to beat those guys. And especially in that that situation, 
Uh, I think it was even raining that game. Probably the longest kick of uh, that year. And, uh, yeah, happy to get that one through. Bad weather and all. Uh, I'm texting uh, Evan McPherson right now and sending him that video. So I just want to let you know he might say something to you tomorrow. Don't try to take his job, too. Just saying. Hey, he's trying to take my job, too. So I'll be right back at him. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, was there a time in high school maybe that coaches set you down and said, Drew, I know you're a hell of a punter, but, dude, we need you to play quarterback? That happened, yeah, with quarterback and I think receiver. That uh, that was another route they tried taking me on. So, <laughs> what was your? I, I would love. You don't have to say it exactly, but I could just see you sitting there. Nah, coach, I'm good. I just want to punt. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I I enjoyed. I mean, I was quarterback growing up. Um, really, the transition from quarterback to punter that was just because of an injury. My that sophomore year. Uh, I had to get Tommy John surgery, and that's kind of when I really fell in love with punting and uh, started getting the college attention and scholarships. And uh, I think, yeah, when I came back, what was it, my junior year, junior, senior year, and, uh, yeah, I think I forget what the whole situation was like. Um, I certainly still loved uh, being a quarterback, but, uh, yeah, punting had certainly taken over at that point as what I saw my future was going to be like and uh, certainly directed all my attention to that. That's awesome. All right, I'll play one video. We'll get to some questions. We'll come back to the other videos. This this one shocked me. I, I this this video right here. I kind of put some clips together. High school recruiting video. Um, you know, Jermaine Pratt and um, and our, our linebacking crew there. Logan Wilson, better watch out. But everybody, watch this video right here. This is Drew punting, and Drew must have made every tackle LaSalle on kickoffs here. Watch this a video clip. Laying the wood, Drew. What's going on there, man? Drew the Hitman Chrisman. I, I like that's a nice little nickname. I don't mind that. Um, yeah, I was not scared to throw my throw my shoulder pads in there. Um, like I said, growing up, I, I did it all, so I was no stranger to contact. And um, I'm not one of those guys that's going to run away. And you even see me now on punts. I hope I don't have to make the tackle, but I'm down there in case in case it's necessary. College, I never recorded a single tackle. Those guys were just flying down the field forcing fair catches with the rules and college. They're a little different. Uh, but, shoot, even the second preseason game in uh, New York, I, I recorded uh, my first, I guess, NFL tackle of preseason counts. But, uh, yeah, we, I'm still feeling that one, honestly. It, these guys are a little – these guys are a little different than the high school guys. But, uh, yeah, a little, a little different than the, nor the NFL. A little North different than the Northwest, North, North, Northwest high school players, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead. Tony, I know you had a question, buddy. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a big Ohio State fan. And, uh, one, I appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, thanks for joining us. Um, you, know, you had that stand at Ohio State. You came to the Bengals. But there's another team that you uh, uh, slightly played for that not many people know about. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, I know. Um, it's kind of a sore <laughs> subject, I guess, especially in this room. But, uh, yeah, I, I spent – I guess it was what three days with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry, um, sorry, sorry, didn't text you about this. We never say that word. It's the city near West Virginia is what the we city say. City near West Virginia. You're, you're, okay, you're so good. Like you team up north. I got you. Um, yeah, no, it was it was near Christmas last year. I think it'd been like a month since I'd been on the practice squad here in Cincinnati, and uh, phone was feeling pretty dry. Had just bought Christmas presents for the family. Bank account was looking pretty dry. So any call at that point, I'm taking. Uh, didn't really care who it was, uh, even though I wasn't happy about it. But uh, I got a I got a check for that week. And then the, the following week, I guess something happened. Cincinnati got scared again and called me again. I was on the practice squad for the next month. So in a way, I'm kind of grateful for them, but certainly wouldn't have my first game uh, against be any better than at their place beating them that's that's for that's sure. right that's that's right that's right we were a pre-show pre -show, we were like should we ask this question or not so sorry we made you a little uncomfortable with that one no no it's good it's, it's, i will hard. say you, you definitely look better in black and orange than you do black and yellow just saying yes, I would agree. yes no, no, doubt. Agree. no doubt tom go ahead buddy 
Hey, Drew, I'm just wondering, uh, is, you know, so many people have been pulling for you around the city. It's not like we were rooting against anybody else uh, who we think the world of as well, but so many of us were rooting for you to, to make the team and get the position. After the bye, when it happened, how did you formally find out that you were going to be the punter against the Steelers? Did Coach Taylor tell you? Did Coach Simmons tell you? Did they tell you together? Uh, were you pulled in? How, how did you find out? Yeah, I mean – after what I went through last year, I, I guess I didn't officially really feel like I was a punter until I think it was Saturday at one o'clock when I actually got elevated. Um, going through what I went through last year, I, I learned that nothing's official till it's official. So I wasn't counting my chickens before they were hatched, but I had a good feeling coming out of that bye that um, I was probably going to be the uh, the punter. Uh, Darren had talked to me and uh, kind of given me like, hey, you do well this week. We're probably going to pull the trigger here and give a shot. So uh, I had a good week of practice. was feeling good going into it. But, yeah, I didn't really officially feel like I was going to be the punter uh, on Sunday until that that uh, elevation was called on, on Saturday. So, um, yeah. but, yeah, no, it's, it's, been, it's been awesome. It was an incredible feeling, and, and uh, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah. Been great, been great. We you're doing an incredible job too. Yep, keep it going, bro. <laughs> keep it going. So, all right, so let's go to another video here. Another video, uh, Drew. It's funny because going back three or four years, seeing some of these videos on YouTube, I remember this stuff. But man, talk about uh, after we showed this video. I think you did uh, what was called like a 24 hour bottle challenge, bottle flip challenge. So let's let's play a really short video clip here. I remember watching this video. I think it was 2019. But everybody, watch this video. See if you remember this. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. 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 Can I kick it? about that uh, drew i don't think a lot of people uh, there's a lot of people watching that have never seen that before but i know a handful of us have well when you're ohio state's punter you have a lot of free time on your hands all right so uh yeah that was just something i picked up i forget when the actual craze of bottle flipping actually began but uh i remember watching the video one day when it first began and it's like hey that looks fun that's something i could do and and i made a a little video and the Buckeye fans, they seem to enjoy it. And yeah, kind of just kind of just blew up from there. And um, I hold multiple unofficial Guinness World Record bottle flipping uh, records, but I uh, was never able to officially get in the Guinness book. Um, apparently that costs five grand to have one of those guys come and come and actually put you in the book or whatever. And I didn't have that kind of money in college. But uh, was it was it 24 hours straight you did that? Uh, I did. I did. That was, I guess that was during COVID or something. Uh, maybe it was like bi week. Uh, but I did a 24 hour uh, bottle flip challenge, raised some money for it was the uh, during the Australian wa uh, wildfires. And was, we were able to raise, I think it was like well over 10 grand. Uh, people just donating, watching me flip a water bottle. So I had a lot of fun with that back in the day. Uh, but certainly during the season, I am uh, well more focused on flipping the field than uh, flipping the bottle. So. Uh, okay. Uh, do uh, we're gonna go through a couple of viewer questions here? There's some good ones here. This guy right here, I shouldn't put up. He's a Cole Rain guy. Drew, sorry about that. He graduated in 09, but he's asking, being a former holder, how are the nerves during field goals and extra points, man? I wouldn't say nervous at all. I mean, that's at this point doing it for. I did it all through college and. Um, certainly knowing the, the kicker that we have now and, you know, just how on top of the ball you need to be with that operation at this level, the amount of reps I put into that in the off season, I feel very confident holding and, um, especially Kevin, he's a phenomenal holder. He's helped me 
lots of tips throughout the throughout the way too, just ways to better improve my technique. So that's something I'd probably put more more work into than actually uh, punting at this point. So uh, I wouldn't say there's really any nerves at this. I haven't held for a game winner yet. I don't know if that changes anything. I, I've always been, I've always wanted to have that opportunity, but uh, I wouldn't say there's really any nerves at this point after doing it for hundreds of times. All right, so uh, Greg Luther, uh, Drew, how much of a mentor has, has Kevin Uber been to you? Uh, he's been. I get this question a lot. I mean, he's been he's been great from day one. Um, and Kevin's a stand up guy, class act, and uh, even even last year coming in, I think I was like the first punter that's been brought in during his whole entire career, like preseason. So, and there's never been any kind of bad feelings. I mean, he's been helpful in every way that I could have imagined. He's even given me spare cleats that he's had in his locker when I needed them. And uh, shoot, just this past week, I wore shoulder pads during the game because mine weren't fitting right. And he had a certain way of, of he like had ordered them specifically to be more for a punter. So uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about him and everything that he's helped me with uh, throughout this whole journey, so. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's go to one more video here. This will be the last video I play. And I, I Drew, I completely forgot about this one. And you probably know this is coming. So uh, let's play this one right here. This, uh, I think, is 2019 uh, engagement here. Let's go. gonna throw it back to you by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do i don't believe that anybody feels the way i do about you now That gives you goosebumps, man. That was awesome. That was a spring practice, what, 2019? Yeah, that was a spring game. Um, as you can see, Buckeye fans still show up for practice. I mean, we had a full stadium for basically a practice. So, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty awesome to be able to do it on in that moment. Uh, that's very cool, very cool. Uh, we got a couple more minutes here. Tom, uh, go ahead and fire away. I think you had another one. Yeah, Drew, just uh, when you go on to punt, I don't know. Are there any last-minute instructions from Coach Simmons? You know, uh, a certain way to kick, certain way to to protect, or anything, or is it just whale it? Uh, certainly, last week in the first half, you were MVP. You kept flipping the field and pushing the Titans back, way back, and that was essential as the defense was getting things figured out to kind of stymie them. But I, I didn't know in those last moments before you run on the field if you get instructions or just you already know what to do based on the situation. Uh, no, no, Darren's good. He, he gives me instructions coming up to the huddle, running onto the field and running off the field. I mean, he's, he has never not given me, uh, instructions. That's for sure. Um, kind of a big emphasis lately has just been more hang time. Um, you know, last, last week we did a good job getting the ball down the field, but certainly would have liked to see more fair catches. Luckily the guys on the, on our punt team are flying down the field and making, making tackles and, and making me look good, even though I'm, I'm putting us at a little bit of a, disadvantage there with how much space I'm giving them uh, the returner. So, I mean, that's kind of the big thing lately is just, you know, get the ball up and the less room that these guys have before our, our gunners and interior punt team has is, is better. So uh, that's, that's always going to be a big coaching point. All right. Last viewer question here, uh, Drew. Uh, this is uh, across the pond sports network, England ever fancied a barefoot punt. This is it's, this is weird timing of this question. I actually just watched the NFL films on the barefooted kicker. I didn't realize that this was an, like an actual era in the NFL that this was happening. And these guys were literally running out there. I mean, some of these guys, I think they were playing in like snow, just barefoot, just going out there kicking kicking a cold hard ball with a with a barefoot. And uh, if I remember right, I actually did that in Pee Wee. I would take off my cleat because I felt like I got better contact. Um, but I think with how they make cleats now, we wear soccer cleats. 
you get better contact and, and uh, better power using the uh, using the soccer league. But I actually do have a little bit of a bruise on my on my foot from uh, this past week hitting some of the end over end punts. But uh, I, I might just be getting soft. Maybe I need to bring back my pee wee style and and hard my foot up and kick a couple balls uh, barefoot yeah. again. Yeah, the NFL's made you softer. You need to get back to the high school hitting and everything, you know, you know, that's just what, uh that's what I'm hearing, yeah. <laughs> All right, so high school, biggest rivalry for you in high school. X. Yeah. I was um, gonna go to X more, I wasn't sure. I don't think I ever beat them. Um I don't think I ever beat them on varsity. We never we never won the out, outright GCL, so and uh, my best friend in college was from X, and we, he always took a couple of jazz on me that way. So there's always been a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth uh, when mentioning the uh, the Bombers. But, yeah, some of my best friends are from there, though, so I can't uh, – you know, I do have some good memories from them. It's funny, Drew. I live off West Fork down here. My entire neighborhood is St. X, LaSalle, a small handful of elders. So I feel you, brother. All right, biggest rivalry in college, I know the answer, but tell everybody your biggest college rivalry at Ohio State. The game. Um, yeah, I know Tony. You said you were a Buckeye fan. We, we're not. We're not feeling the best right now. Um, I, a lot of people are saying that's good for the rivalry that we lost this past weekend. But if you're an Ohio State fan, what's good for the rivalry is the Buckeyes winning. Uh, and there's no <laughs> if, ands, or buts about that. And uh, yeah, we'll yeah we'll we'll see what they do in the off season. But uh, it's a big off season for those guys. True, it's a squirrel. It was every squirrel finds a nut every now and then, so it had to happen eventually. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lassen. So I know you've only been in the league for a year and a half, man. But kind of, who do you feel is the biggest rivalry uh, in the AFC North? I mean, shoot, just the build up to the my first game. The it's Cincinnati. What what did you call them? The city? the city near West Virginia. Don't ever say that because if that video clip gets out, man, it would be bad. But I can say that. <laughs> you can the say city near West, the city near West Virginia. <laughs> I mean, growing up knowing that rivalry, I mean, I mean that's it's always been a stress to me, and certainly having that as my first game, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that game. I mean, what I figured. What I figured. We were there, but we were there. But when your first punt, didn't you get? Didn't you get it inside the five yard line? He fumbled the the, the punt, and I think. In the Pittsburgh yeah, no, game. it was it, they, yeah, he fumbled it in the end zone, and uh, shoot, I thought we was we were going to jump on it, and my first punt ever was going to be a touchdown Bengals. I mean, that would have been, but inside the five too, I'll take that. Not a bad, not a bad. Hell yeah. Like literally, we were on like the goal line right there when you where you kicked it, and we thought for sure we were going to recover it and for a fumble when he when he uh, when he fumbled that ball, but. Drew, look, man, I know we're past our time, man. It means a lot. We appreciate you being with us, big dog, and and. uh let me tell you something. We are excited as hell as a fan base out here right now, and we can't wait for this Kansas City game. Um, and just to let you know, we are not favored in this game. You can tell the boys we are not favored in this game. That's okay. Uh, we're going to take care of business Sunday, man. But we appreciate you being with us, and good luck this Sunday, buddy. No, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, yeah, big dog. We'll see you, buddy. <laughs> yep, see you. Thank you, DJ. Good day, bud. Good see day. you. Really good of uh, Drew to take some time with this man. Just a cool dude. Really cool dude. Yeah, way to break him in, too, with the Tennessee game. There's a lot of punting during that game. So, uh, he, dude, he, he was, was, he was punting out of the end zone. Literally yeah. punting out of the end zone multiple kept, times. Right that was so essential, that first half. He was really, I think, the MVP of the first, you know, 25 minutes of that game. He kept flipping the field on the tight Field position, he yeah. Tough. He was really, really good. Yeah, Zach yeah. gave the Zach gave the game ball to the special teams as well. I mean, we had a little couple penalty issues there, but uh, they stepped up when they needed to. He definitely kicked that ball. Yeah, yeah. But let's go ahead and get. I know we have uh, Steve and Julie uh, in the waiting room now. So, um, so one of the and I'm going to turn this over to Tony here just a second. But every week, everybody knows we work with different charities across the the city. We've we've worked with Steve and Julie at Maddie's house for the last few years. Uh, raising some money for those guys. And uh, we've attended a few events with them. Uh, the best people in the world. And uh, they will be down at the tailgate this weekend. And uh, we'll talk about this. So let me bring on Steve and Julie Raleigh. Steve, can you guys, Julie, can you hear us? Sure. Hi. Yeah, hi, guys. Absolutely. Hi. Hey, Steve, you look way better with Julie next to you than, than her not with you. I'm just saying. I'm just Everybody saying. says that, Jim. So you're not the first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, hey, let's go ahead. Tony, go ahead and take take it over, buddy. 
Yeah, so uh, Steve, Julie, glad you guys could join us. Uh, as you guys know, Maddie House is one of my uh, favorite uh, charities to work with. Uh, we actually have a uh, Tony the Tiger T-shirt that we're part of the proceeds are going to you guys. So, um, you know, mental awareness and mental health is very important to uh, um, this country right now. Uh, they're they're seeing the most they ever have. So appreciate you guys uh, coming to the tailgate. Um, I'm glad and proud that we are a part of that uh, to be able to help uh, get some charity money for you. Um, so talk about some of our uh, grand totals, too. So we're at $73,396 so far this year. Um, and with our tailgate, um, you guys are going to help us get past our goal, I'm sure. Um, so our original goal was $75,000. So uh, it's phenomenal. So wow. appreciate that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, guys, yeah. you know, I know you got a great podcast, but the fact that you're doing this for all of these great charities over time, you really should be commended. And we're very lucky that uh, uh, you've chosen us as well. And Tony specifically, um, you know, that was really quite nice of you. The T-shirt that I we know. both own, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, I know. yeah, I sent the picture. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, appreciate you guys yeah. sharing the picture, too. Hey, Steve, Julie, if you could just for a minute, uh, just kind of briefly help everybody understand exactly what you guys are doing here. We'll show a picture here real quick, if you could. I'll, I'll take this one. You know, our our daughter, Maddie, uh, suffered with mental illness and addiction for about 10 years. And at the young age of 24, she took her own life. She was really tired of being tired. Just the, the merry-go-round of you know, psychiatric hospitalizations or, or rehab facilities and nothing to support you when you get out. So we had to lose Maddie to listen to Maddie and we created Maddie's House, which is a mental health hangout for recovering young adults. And it is a free center that, that young adults can come to. And we build that safety net, build that bridge to keep them healthy once they get to a healthy point and we keep, keep providing that. So. You know, we have meetings and, and, and um, art therapy and uh, mind, body, soul programs. We just got a huge home donated. Mercy Health partnered with us and we're renovating a gorgeous home that Paul Crosley built in 1937. And we'll be open it here in the spring so we can really double and triple our numbers. To date, we have helped over 300,000 young adults and they've been in our annex for over 600,000 hours and we over the last few years. So we're pretty proud of those numbers and just how we'll be able to grow with our new house. We're, we're really excited about it. It's so. the aftercare that's the important part here, guys, because there's plenty of counselors, there's plenty of rehab places. But then after you get out of there, what do you do? That's the thing. And that's what our daughter faced. And that's what so many struggling young adults face. Um, but the reality is, is now that we're open, this is the first of its kind, not just here, but across the greater Cincinnati area, a greater Midwest. And we only know of one other place in the country. So we're hopefully going to use this as a template that other people can borrow from to be able to do it in their communities. And that's, that's crucial, uh, Steve, what you just said, that, that transition period between the hospitalization and getting back into the real world. A lot of people miss that. So that's very critical to the success of, uh, you know, what they're trying to go through. I just want to say, too, um, uh, Maddie was a heck of a fan oh. for the Bengals. It was quite awesome, actually. She just uh, loved going to games. We went often. And um, so she would have loved to have been here talking with you guys. Uh, she would have both educated you in her own way, as well as picked up some of the education along the way. That's, that's awesome. That is awesome. So, okay. So Sunday, everybody, we're going to have 1,500 to 2,000 people at this tailgate sending. Very excited. We're going to raise a boatload of money uh, as fans for, for you guys. But let's talk about these four prizes. And Steve, I want to put you on the spot here. How's your fantasy okay. football team doing? Is it doing okay? Um, I'm in the middle of the pack, so uh, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm uh, six and four, six, seven and four. Yeah, something okay. like that. All right. So I'm assuming one of your players is this guy right here, T. Higgins, right? Yeah. How did how did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, he is. I, I know I people, Steve. I Come on. on my team because I won't mention any other receivers, but they aren't doing diddly squat, okay? <laughs> All right. So, guys, the reason I popped that up there, there's going to be – we always have a, a game-used jersey or an autograph helmet, something where – we have four – of the most outstanding raffle prizes we have ever had. So the first one we have is an autographed uh, T. Higgins uh, certified uh, helmet here, a full-size wow, helmet. Awesome. 
That's from Bengal Bids uh, donating that for, for us. And then you guys came up with some unbelievable stuff here. So I'm going to forget who signed these, but uh, we have three guitars, right? We yeah. have three guitars. I think Dirk Bentley, Brooks and Dunn, the Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary with Michael McDonald. Yeah. Look at these three guitars, guys. Yeah. Unbel unbelievable. We're, so, we're bringing. It's awesome. We've, we've been so, we've had so many artists reach out to us, especially with the crisis in the mental health world and addiction world, and they actually signed guitars and sent them to us. So we're really excited about that, to bring them down there, raise some money, get your numbers, keep moving up, make some nice dollars for Maddie's house. So we're excited. So so basically what, what Tony's going to do, I know you guys are bringing some volunteers down to kind of work, work the crowd. They can come, we'll have a, a separate table set up for you guys uh, that you guys can we can post, put all this stuff up, but Tony, uh, Tony's going to drive. Tony, tell everybody, there's a lot of people that are going to be new at the tailgate. Tell them how this is going to work Sunday. Yeah. So every week, uh, what we do is we do a card game. It's a simple game. We uh, sell decks of cards. Uh, you get $20 a card or we'll do three for 50. And basically we tear that card in half and the, the person who purchased gets one half. We keep one half. We put it in our tumbler. And we have a little fun with it, you know, depending on the card type, we'll uh, get people excited and thinking that they might be the winner. And then we, uh, you know, we deflate them a little bit. Uh, but eventually <laughs> we get to that winner. And with these great prizes, you know, we'll be able to have uh, four winners, um, you know, this week uh, that'll be able to walk away with something. And not only walk away with some great gifts, but they're going to be earning a lot of great money and charity money for you guys. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys down there. And it'll be a heck of a time and it'll be fun. Hey, hey, Tony, Tony. So I think our record we've sold at one point, we sold four full decks, 52 cards, four full decks at $20 a piece, right? That is correct. And that was, so, I think, wow. for the Burrow Foundation. That was the Jimmy Burrow, Joe Burrow Foundation. So I'm just going to tell all the viewers right now, we're going to break that record this week, uh, this Sunday. We're going to break that record. These four prizes deserve that record to get broken. And so does Maddie's house, uh, you know, to, to help these guys out. So Steve, Julie, hey, look, man, it's it, Steve. It's funny. I know I, I knew you before you knew me because our sons played baseball together. My son went to Coleraine. Your son went to uh, to Oak Hills. We got to watch. Uh, you know, I remember watch seeing you guys. Like, hey, that's the that's the weather guy. I remember back in the day uh, uh, pointing out. But brother, we see you on TV all the time. You guys are just a beautiful couple. We we love we love you guys, and uh, we cannot wait to have you down at the tailgate Sunday. And not only are they going to be down there with this stuff. But we're going to give Steve and Julie the mic, and they're going to do a toast uh, for for the, the fifteen hundred to two thousand. It's a very intense thing, Steve. So you got to prepare. Just make sure you prepare a good speech. Uh, and if it gets too long, we'll just cut you off. So we'll we'll be good. <laughs> hey, well, it won't uh, be the first time, Jim. Someone's still pulled a microphone or shut the TV down or changed the channel. So I'm used to that. All right. Hey, uh, Jimmy, while we have him, can Steve give us the forecast for the game Sunday? Sure, I'd be happy to. And uh, the story is going to be temperatures in the 40s, probably a kickoff somewhere around 45-ish or so, maybe a little less. Stay in the 40s because there will be increasing clouds as we go through the game. But right now, I don't see any rain. So it's actually going to be a pretty good football forecast for this time of the year. And, and that, that forecast is from that 12 to 425 until kickoff is pretty damn nice weather for, for the tailgate as well, right? Oh, absolutely. In fact, you know, of course, we'll be hitting our high temperatures probably right in the middle of the, excuse me, guys, right through the middle of the tailgate. So as we, we'll be on the lower end of the 40s once the game starts later in the afternoon. So it's actually going to be a great day. It really uh, is. In fact, just to add in, there'll be more, I think, partly cloudy skies earlier in the day as the clouds then increase. So the tailgate, I think, is going to end up being awesome weather. It's going to be epic, Steve. Jewel, I know you have not been down here before, but I promise you, uh, it's not a bunch of dudes sitting around in in in, in folding chairs drinking beers. I promise you, you're gonna have you're gonna have a great time. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. There's plenty of our friends who've already been down there and told us to expect a heck of a great time. So yeah, I know this. <laughs> well, guys, we look forward to seeing you Sunday. And everybody that's watching right now, if you've not been down, come down and join us right on the river, uh, right on Marion Way, where Lot E butts up against the. Uh, 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 the park right there. We're what 60 yards away from the front gate of the stadium. That's how close we are. It's the closest spot any tailgate is to the stadium uh, gate there. So make sure you join us. Steve, Julie, we love you guys. We appreciate you. And we, we look forward to seeing you Sunday. 
Uh, love you guys. Thank you. Love so you guys. Thank you for everything for us and everybody else. Thank you so much. Okay. See you. See so I'm playing that clip of the weather forecast there. That was awesome. That was great. <laughs> I'm going to post that all over the place. Great people. We, If you remember last year, we went to an event uh, up in uh, Mount Adams, uh, a fundraiser that we went to. We, we bought a whole table up there. Me, James, Tony, Trisha, Carrie, we all went and we just had the best of times. And and, uh, and, and again, I know I say this probably way too much and I repeat myself probably way too much, but it's these different people are affected by different things, right? And these charities that we're bringing to the table, one might impact my family, one might impact Tom or James or Tony or Mark or Jamie. Uh, I learned more about things I didn't know uh, by just bringing awareness to some of these, these charities we bring to the table, Tony. I'm learning stuff. I never knew, um, you know, about some of these charities. And that's really what part of this is, is one piece of this is raising money to help these charities out. The other piece is just bringing awareness uh, to these charities as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the biggest thing is not just the money piece of it, but understanding the disease or the issue that we are faced with. It, it really helps with the everything that we do here. So uh, one more thing I'd like to mention real quick about the tailgate. This is not only for Maddie's house for the raffle portion of it, but it also kicks off our Toys for Tots uh, toy drive. Uh, so if you plan on coming to the tailgate, please uh, uh, consider bringing a uh, um, unwrapped toy. We will have collection bins there. Uh, we'll be there for the 12-4 and the 12-11 the game. And um, we're again, we're combining this with my company. And we have a high goal of 1,000 toys that get uh, um, donated as well as $5,000. So I think it's, it's, it's something that's very obtainable. I think we'll actually blow through it. Uh, there's a great opportunities out there as well. If you guys follow me, uh, we got some uh, a registry on Amazon. If you are out of state or can't participate, you can go on there and purchase uh, a toy to send to us. Um, and then, uh, Jimmy, I think you have a do you have a graphic for our twelve ten event that will also be um, going on? Yeah, uh, on December tenth, and the graphic needs to be fixed before I, I post it. I'm hoping to get that out here next couple of days. We're going to do what are we calling it tailgate toys and tigers tailgates and t I see. Tailgate Tigers and Toys, I can't remember exactly what we're calling it here, but but basically I think we're going to start around 10 o'clock in the morning. We're going to meet out at over at Eastgate. Tony, where are we going to start at? Uh, we're going to start at the Walmart there in Eastgate. We'll be there a couple hours. Uh, we're going to go in and purchase a bunch of toys. We're going to give you the opportunity to meet us and uh, give us a toy. And then uh, we're going to go move to the Kentucky area to uh, Target, I do recall. Um, again, we'll be there a little bit. And then, Jimmy, we're going to close out where? We're going to finish out at, at the pro shop. Uh, so uh, just just be ready, be prepared. If you want to meet us at any of these stops to throw some toys uh, on the bus, feel free to. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, even if you want to follow us around uh, that day, but be, be prepared on that, uh, that we'll, we'll get some uh, information out to that. So, all right, guys, uh, Tony, thanks for that update, man. We're killing it. You guys are just absolutely killing it right now on the charity stuff. It's just absolutely amazing to me awesome. uh, where we're at with this. And, I, and I'll, I'll be honest, with that uh, – with those four prizes, those four three guitars and that helmet, good grief, man! That is some major, major uh, raffle prizes there. So, um, yeah, big, big haul. So, guys, let's change gears a little bit, man. Let's let's start off talking about the Tennessee Titans game, Tom. I, I'll tell you what, man. We were down there, just we were physical as hell. DJ Reader was killing it. Um, I mean, these guys played their asses off, Tom. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned DJ first because. Uh, some of the uh, the ranking systems this week had him deceivingly low, but I, it's the biggest compliment I think you can make for any athlete in any sport, any team sport, is he makes the guys around him better. And that's what D.J. Reader does. All three levels of the defense, the line, the linebackers, and the DBs get better when D.J. is playing and playing healthy. And to get him back and to play the way he did on Sunday, he just absolutely made a difference. I – you know, and I think so much of so many of our defensive players, I think he's the most important player on our defense. And you just, without him, you notice such a massive difference. But we controlled the line of scrimmage on defense. We were incredibly physical. You know, as much as we're all so paranoid and critical and starting with me and, and a worry ward about our offensive line, what a fantastic unit on Sunday. And start with a guy that's, Really had an up and down season. I know he's gotten on himself, 
but Jonah Williams played a phenomenal game. I mean, he, he played an all-pro game at left tackle. And, you know, Cordell Volson will be first-team all-rookie this year. I know he had the – you know, an offensive lineman, so many times the only time you notice them is when they get called for a penalty or they get beat for a sack. He had one play where Simmons, the pro bowler, beat him, the veteran pro bowler beat him. That's fine. But he was phenomenal. He owned him. He pulled. He trapped. He was strong. And, you know, all the way across – Karras, Kappa, Collins. Kappa was getting on it, getting to the second level. Um, you know, they were just absolutely phenomenal. So, yes. uh, and and then the other, the hidden stud of the game is Samaj P. Ryan. Um, I know there are a lot of people calling him for be RB1. I don't think that'll be the case if uh, Joe's out there tomorrow practicing. I think Joe Mixon will still be our running back, but I think you're going to see a lot more of him. But it was a, an absolute team win. That's why Zach gave game balls to everybody. And yeah. uh, I think the biggest win of the year. Hey, Tom, it's interesting. It's, uh, I don't know, it was Brian Baldinger that was doing some film breakdown. Uh, I watched on Twitter or YouTube. I can't remember where it was. And he was like, when you come to play the Cincinnati Bengals, you're playing the whole roster. You better be ready to go. Uh, you're playing the whole roster. And here's another guy right here. We talked about P. Ryan, but Travion Williams, that 16-yard run was magical. I don't know how he squeezed out of some of the, uh, the tackles that he got out for that big 16-yard run. So everybody st- – Everybody stepped up and contributed in that win, uh, Tom. That's what was amazing to me. Everybody was making plays. No, everybody did. And, uh, you know, unless we uh, don't forget, you know, we forget to mention one guy, that would be number nine, who had another fantastic game. Uh, The world's better. Uh, The world world is better when um, he's safe, secure in the pocket, and able to do the things he did. And uh, he gets his other toys back this week too. So hopefully he's going to fun. I think I think it's going to be a great game Sunday, and uh, we can keep the streak going against Kansas City. I was going to I was going to joke Tony say ah number nine he's just throwing the ball up to, to, to people they're just catching it he they you know he's not that good Tom I'm just saying <laughs> that's bad joke stud he's an absolute stud man that's why we got to keep him upright buddy. Um, so I mean I, I don't know what else to say man that was uh, we beat. A very, very physical and a very good defensive team. And I think the top NFL rushing team. Uh, and we shut down one of the best running backs in the NFL. 38 yards. That's all he got. He had to work for those. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, but, you know, and the other thing, though, is uh, it really took away from that. And you see this in the locker room after the game. You know, and Jimmy, how many decades you and I have been – been friends and watched the team so close. But the ultimate sign of culture change is when you know this is the kind of game we lost for decades. Yep. Even even when we had good teams and went to the playoffs, that's still the type of game we would lose. And they, they found a way. They went into, uh, you know, another team's home turf, battled right up against their strengths, didn't really hide anything, didn't try, you know, any any tricks or anything else, just manned up and beat them in their own place, played smart football, made them make the, the costly mistakes. And it's, you know, it's this is such a fun team and such a fun group of guys to root for. It's it's as a fan, it's a privilege. And, yeah, and it's kudos too to the depth that we have. I mean, the next man up, as an important statement that Zach always says, and We've seen it. You know, we didn't have Jamar. We didn't have Mixon. But everybody stepped up, man up, and they performed. Well. And, um, and that's just, that's an attestment to what we have in our depth and what we can provide in the future if uh, we have some players that are hurt. So it's awesome. Yeah. The linebacker core played their butts off. And Hayden Hurst, man, I again, love CJ. Uh, but Hayden Hurst has been an upgraded tight end. I'm sorry, everybody. I know you love CJ, but Hayden Hurst, man, has been doing it all. Uh, so – been fun watching him play for sure I, I hope he's back next year it's refreshing to see somebody say they want to stay here uh, for and, and let's, let's talk about this somebody made a great point here so uh, at the end of the game we were kind of in that end zone when they were taking a knee and they were diving at you know uh, Ted's legs and knees it, it got a little heated there uh, and and you saw Ted walking off the field and uh I'll be honest, getting that on video film kind of took me by surprise, but he was fired up, Tom, fired up. Tom, did we lose you, buddy? You're froze. 
Am I good? Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, but uh, you know, I didn't know the full story of that till you actually texted me uh, after the game. But uh, you know, there again, another guy that, that adds to things and and helps with that team chemistry. What a leader! You know, a great guy to root for. But but think about this, guys. Last January, and you two were there in person. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Sunday, he got sacked once, and he didn't feel heat. That was That's a how far this line has come, not just since last January. That's how far this line has come in the last six weeks. Keep. And they're only going to get better. Let's, you know, God, keep them healthy, but it's only going to get better. Yeah, Jimmy kept out hitting me. He's like, man, look at the time he has. Look at the time he has. It, it was great to see that he had all that time in the world to, to go through his progressions and pick the player that was best for, for the play that they were doing. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's flip it here. Let's go to let's go to Sunday, man. And uh, both times we played the Kansas City Chiefs last year, we were significant underdogs here at home, uh, and then on the road for the AFC Championship. Guess what? We're underdogs again against the Chiefs. Um, look, the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, in my opinion, are the class of the AFC. This is a big game, guys. This is I, I know the Nashville game was a, a big game. Our count, we're seven and four right now. We need to get to 10 wins. We need three more wins. We only have two road games left, four home, two away. Um, talk about that, Tom. I mean, this Kansas City game is the most important game of the year to this date, in my opinion. Yeah, Kansas City is the only game right now. And, uh, you know, I love the mentality in the locker room. So much has been made by the media, particularly the local media, of – how horrid our schedule is. And it is, it's tough. It's very tough. But when you're the champs, that's it. You know, you're going to get a tough schedule. Uh, they didn't whine about it. Zach Taylor didn't whine about it. They've known it's coming and they embrace it. And, and, and that is a mentality. Everybody seems to forget. Everybody's got to play us too. Everybody's got to play the Cincinnati Bengals. They should be a little worried about that. I think it's going to be a great game. Chiefs are a, for the most part, a class team. Uh, Mahomes is an, an incredible, incredible, you know, future Hall of Fame talent. But it's the kind of challenge that uh, Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, DJ Reader, and the whole team uh, seems to thrive on and look forward to. They don't run away from it. So I think it's going to be a great game. And, uh, you know, I don't think that we're going to do anywhere near the same things that we did last January against them. I, I think everything will be new. And uh, hopefully we'll have everybody back and back at 100%. Yep. Well, hey, we, we will be down there early for the tailgate. The game's at like four – is it 420 kickoff, 425? I can't even remember. 425. Uh, that lot will open up at noon. We'll be down there about 10, 1030 setting up. Let's talk about that tailgate right now, guys. Um, look, I don't even know what to say, man. It's just, just when Tony and I were talking about this with James and Craig and, and everybody else, uh, and just when we think we can't outdo ourselves in this tailgate, let me tell you what's going on this week. Prime Steakhouse, downtown Cincinnati – is bringing three or four of their chefs down, multiple giant grills. They're bringing, no exaggeration, guys, 1,000 USDA prime hamburgers, 1,000 of them, that their chefs are going to cook right there for you. They're bringing 1,500 sausages, their homemade sausages. They're bringing, I don't know how many pounds of mac and cheese. They're bringing, I don't know how many pounds of brisket baked beans. Um they're donating all of this for you. Um, I, we've never had a game anywhere close where we had food left. Never. There's so many people down there. We can never feed everybody. This may be the first game that we can feed every single person at the tailgate, all 1,500 to 2,000 people that are going to be there. So get down there. Get down there. And, 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 and on top of that, we got Gold Star. 500 conies from Gold Star. Um, they have been money. We had five, we brought conies down to Nashville. It was a great time. Uh, we also have Camp Washington. Chili going to be there. Uh, we have uh, another place. Uh, what's it called here? Good grief. Uh, Ruby's Chocolates. Thank you, Cookie Girl. Uh, you uh, She hooked up from Ruby's Chocolate. They're bringing dozens, hundreds and hundreds of, of chocolate pretzels, orange and black uh, chocolate, and all kinds of stuff uh, down there. And on top of that, guys, we got the ruler of the jungle. And I don't know if everybody saw this online today. Um, look, I used to watch wrestling when I was uh, much younger. I haven't watched it in quite a few years, but I know who this is. 
So we've got uh, John Moxley and uh, Renee Paquette, I think is how you pronounce her, her name. Uh, Rollers of the Jungle will absolutely be at the tailgate as well. They're going to be down there approximately uh, 2.30ish. So we're going to put them on the mic and have some fun with them as well. And uh, they will be at the tailgate as well. Roller of the Jungle. And then on top of that, all the other stuff we got going on, DJ, uh, 16 Lots, Dell Hall, Beer Fest, Craig, James B. on the mic, DJ Trubbs coming back. Um, Keith Mueller will also be there. If you remember Keith, last year around Christmas time, uh, his house was lit up in all Bengal stuff. Uh, he was on the news everywhere. He's been, he was on a show with us last year. Really, really good dude. Uh, he's a magician. And he is going to be walking around a tailgate performing some magic for everybody that's in attendance, man. So we have all kinds of fun stuff going on. Remember, it's family-friendly, uh, kid-friendly. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff to give to the kids uh, when they're down there as well, stickers and, and little things like that that we give to the kids. But this Tailgate Sunday is going to be massive. The weather is going to be great. And we need every single body that's going into that stadium to be as loud as you possibly can to make it as miserable as we possibly can for Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So – Look forward to seeing everybody at the tailgate. And let's see. Uh, Tom, sorry, buddy. I'm trying to find this stuff a little bit quicker for you. But uh, we haven't had this one in a while. Let's go. Hey, folks. It's Tom for the two-minute warning. There we go. Let's go ahead and uh, Tom, start with you. Like I said, I think the biggest win of the season by far on Sunday. So hopefully we can take all that momentum into Sunday. I do think Kansas City is playing – uh, they're the best team in the National Football League. So uh, I think it's going to be a great game. Hopefully we'll be 100% and stay that way from a health standpoint and go get them. So, and a reminder, Tony has been working his tail off, his tiger tail off uh, for charity. So please bring an unwrapped toy. Uh, it means so much to some child somewhere in town. But if you can please do that on Sunday, bring an unwrapped toy. And like Jimmy said, so critical to be loud and make that place miserable for the Chiefs Sunday. So, uh, well, you know, be proper, but leave your politeness at home at the same time. So and with that, I'll toss it up to Tony. I got it. That was pretty good. And and just to say, uh, you know, that this is an important game. Um, I think it is AFC Championship rematch. Um, everyone's playing it up that way. I do believe we uh, come away with a win. I think uh, Money Max is going to be the the defi uh, defining factor there. I think we're going to win by three um, with a field goal there. Uh, again, Toys for Tots, thanks for everyone uh, for um, participating in that, bring, uh, bring an unwrapped toy. Uh, the one thing I always say is there is no reason for any child this year or any year to go without having a gift at Christmas time. Um, with everything that goes on in this country, that's the one thing that we can make sure we do. So bring an unwrapped toy to the the tailgate, and we'll make sure it gets to the right people to, to do the good things they do with. Um, another good thing, just want to mention, um, we're continuing our tradition that started a few weeks ago. We had some great tickets donated to us, and we're going to, again, be able to provide uh, two kids their first game opportunity for the Kansas City game, and what a game to be able to go to for your first game. That'll be coming out here in, real soon. Um, but I'm looking forward to this weekend, Maddie's house, Toys for Tots, having the kids, um, it's going to be a great time and look forward to seeing everybody here back at the jungle because it seems like we've been away for a month or more. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting everybody back together. Yep. And the next two, next two weeks, Tony, we're at home, brother. I know. Um, it's good no, no traveling. Yeah, we got, a, we got a lot of people asking about how can they help at the tailgate. Keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, there was going to be a link. Uh, I think we had a dozen to 15 people sign up to help pour some beers or set up or clean up. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that we could use your help with. Uh, so be keep an eye out for, for that link. Uh, we'll be shooting that out here probably the next day or two. Guys, come hungry Sunday to the tailgate. Uh, I cannot believe we're going to have this much food, man. I, I It's going to be interesting uh, to see uh, how fast we go through all this food, but it's legit and it's it's good stuff. Don't forget the toys. Tony, about how many toys we total last year? All in. We had about 800-something toys. Yeah, we had 800 toys, and we had $3,400 donated. So uh, our goal this year, 1,000 uh, thousand toys or more and $5,000 or more. That's our goal. So uh, I think we'll get that. Yep, I think we'll blow it up. I think we'll blow it up. Guys, I want to thank uh, Drew Chrisman, thank uh, Steve and Julie, and, and thank you guys uh, for everything you guys do. Um, 
this, this charity thing is you guys. Uh, we just simply bring this platform to the table and you guys are the one helping out all these local charities, which is absolutely amazing. Um, can't wait to see you guys Sunday. Seven and four, guys. It just feels like something special is brewing here in Cincinnati. So um, let's let's keep it going and let's do our job as fans to help these guys out Sunday. Love you guys. We'll see you Sunday at the tailgate and the game. Who day? Who day? Who day? Nope. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.